Service Wave Podcast, episode number 26. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Craze. It's me over here, Laws Balls. We got Nate on the Nate Cam. Say what's up, bro. What's up? How's it going? And it is our pleasure to be joined today by DJ Winkle. Thank you. What's hum- up, man? Oh, uh, just uh, hanging out on a nice Friday, but humbled to be here with you fellas. Uh, talk about some hip-hop music. I think that's the goal. Mm-hmm. DJ Winkle came. He has his uh, his merch on. What is that? Uh Radio Boise. 89.9. 93.5. 93.5 FM. Both uh, frequencies and RadioBoise.org. Let's go. Yep, celebrating. That's awesome. Yeah, man. celebrating uh, 10 years on air in just a really? couple weeks. Damn, that's fire, bro. Has it always been the same frequency? It was 89.9 for a while. It was actually internet radio before then. Hmm. Uh, internet only for about two years. And then terrestrial radio, as they call it. Uh, and then with pledges and support, we were able to get the second frequency. And uh, yeah, now it's been going for 10 years. I've been awesome. on air for about eight, coming up on nine. Love it. And Dang. I think the show we're going to talk about, Crush Corner, that's been on since mm-hmm. February 26th, 2017. And I just want to personally say shout out to you because you played my probably one of my first singles like two years ago, um, Dirty. And okay, I remember... Yeah. The feeling that it gave me just waiting because your show's at 10 o'clock right on sundays yeah 10 o'clock 10 to 11 sunday nights on radio boise and i remember you reached out and you were like hey we're playing this if you can send me a clean version and i was like what do you mean you're playing it and then i looked <laughs> you guys up and i was like man this is awesome and then i remember just sitting there and just waiting listening to all the music and then boom i was like it just was a surreal moment honestly yeah i say that uh the main reason the motivation for doing this is that exact feeling that yeah. you have and have artists uh be able to feel like they can participate in their community that all of the i know how much hard work you guys put into the music yeah and that people can hear it um yeah that's the main reason i do the show and then just the people you get to meet the different styles you get to hear yeah. And, uh, Did you have to get clearance for that? Just to like from the from your bosses? Yeah. So yeah. there's a program director. His name is Wayne Burt. And uh, anybody can put in a show proposal. That's mm-hmm. through the website, mm-hmm. Radio Boise. Um, the biggest thing is consistency and that you're actually going to show up. Yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of people have the hot idea of like, oh, I'd love to be a DJ, man. That sounds sweet. And it's like, okay, can you commit to this yeah. every week? Six hours or as long as it takes you. Yeah. To run no the show. excuses. And you're going to be there and you're going to bring good content. Can you actually commit to that? And that kind of weeds some people out. Yeah. <laughs> right. But there was a hip hop show on before me, my, my show Bangers and Mashups. There was one from. Sounds familiar. Yeah, that's the show right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a show from 9 to 11 called Crush Groove 208. And it was one of my homeboys. He had obligations like fighting fires. So he had to leave. And then we have our Radiothon. We have one coming up, but that's our twice annual fundraiser. And I was like, wouldn't that be cool to just do an hour of nothing but Idaho hip hop? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. It worked out well. Um, and then I propositioned the director. I was like, how about you give me this show, this slot right before mine? And do nothing but Idaho hip hop. That's awesome, man. Well, it was good, but it was it turned out to be a bigger challenge than I thought. <laughs> Why do you say that? Initially, just because I'm not a rapper. Yeah. And um, 
connecting, finding people, finding their networks, finding who raps with who, finding stuff that can be played on the radio mm-hmm. and stuff that's um, just real. That's mm-hmm. authentic. Okay, so any yeah. local artists watching this or listening to this, mm-hmm. what are the like requirements? Does quality matter? Definitely. I mean, like grime, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So like if, if it's not the cleanest, I mean, obviously you want to have like 320 quality. Yeah. You don't want things clipping. Yeah. But if there's a little bit of grime or your samples aren't just like crystal club music, yeah. th- that's fine. Yeah. But I'd say being authentic, being real on who you are and getting out of the classic cliches, man. You don't know how many rap songs I've heard where it's about guns yeah. and bitches and drugs <laughs> yeah. and how much money you got and, and how much kind weed of, you got. What's kind of funny like, about it is uh, we, we, all live in, out. we all live in the same area. So it's just like there's not that much gang violence. There's not that much. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know you're not rolling in no Mercedes bands. Yeah, like if you're, if you're trafficking keys and you do that for a living, don't what, whatever. Don't. One, I don't know why you'd ever want to advertise that you're exactly, doing that. Exactly, And two, like... Just be authentic. Yeah. Like the stuff where people are talking about heartbreak or uh, what they've had to overcome in their lives or just a fun song to just cruise around and just enjoy yourself too. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of music that gets my ear. So I kind of want to bring it back when you said it takes a certain type of person to Mm -hmm. be a radio DJ. Sure. So you've been doing this for nine years, going on 10? Going on 10, yeah. So did you ever have a moment where you're just like, "This this isn't for me? Well, it actually all came out of a depression. Like I was super depressed mm-hmm. for like a whole year, didn't know what to do with my life. And music was one of the things that got me out of that depression. It allowed me to kind of feel again. So just kind of That's searching deep. and collecting music and finding stuff that makes me feel. And then um, I DJed my first gig ever was my 10-year high school reunion. Fire. And uh, I did it mostly because I was so embarrassed with who I was. I didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> But look um, at me now. Yeah, be like you guys all talk about how successful you are. I'll be over here where you can't reach me playing music. Mm-hmm. Um, the life of the party, really, though. Right, make things happen for people. Get right, them, get them to feel. Um, and then from there, I put in for a show at Radio Boise. I almost got the reggae show, but I didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And then I came up with a concept for bangers and mashups. And then, like I said, with Crush. But yeah, I mean, there's weeks you don't want to do it. Yeah, there's weeks where you're just like, oh, I really don't want to. But it's fun, man. It's a privilege. It's a privilege Definitely. and it's an honor <clears throat> to be able to showcase music that you're not going to hear on other stations. That's amazing, your journey into becoming a DJ, right? Like, just from wanting to feel something for yourself and then just projecting that to, for everybody else. Yeah. That's so cool, dude. Yeah, like, one of the best analogies I heard that, like, a good DJ is, like, an energy shaman. So, like, right. what you're doing is you're setting the vibe and allowing people to drop their walls and mm-hmm. feel things and have a good time Facts. and get loose. Um, or maybe you can just take them on a journey, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's fun to do that each week. You look for songs that are similar BPM, similar, um, key, similar tempo, and then just start weaving a story for people. Things yeah. that like talk on similar mm-hmm. topics. So really it's like a lot more work than people think, right? Cause everyone's like, I could just, I have a fire playlist, but it's not really to be a good DJ. It's way more than that. Yeah. You could, uh. Find Spotify tracks from all the best Spotify track playlist makers and cherry pick them and put them into your computer and hook it up to a PA and let it mm-hmm. roll and people will probably have fun. Yeah. But you're taking their tradition and the curation out of it. Like DJing's, you know, been a lo- around for a long time, like kind of weaved itself in with hip hop mm-hmm. and kind of paying homage, doing your work. Right. Hell um, yeah. But it, it, it has, I think, a lot of um, similarities to hip hop. Like when I first started DJing, Everybody was my competition. 
Like if I saw somebody who had a gig, <laughs> that should have been my gig, man. And like, yeah. you know, right. you get in their face about it, you're upset. And then, you know, you'll hear this from hip hop artists too. You get over that. You realize it's a community, yes, you know, sure. and yes. like we come up together, we get better together, we can throw shows together, you know, just because somebody's, you know, doing what you do doesn't mean they're your enemy. Right. Exactly. Definitely. I feel like it furthers the movement so much farther when you're together and and definitely have the same common goal as opposed to like stepping on each other to get where you want to be yeah i've seen a lot more of that in my years um listening to and playing music from uh idaho hip-hop from idaho is that it's gotten a lot less combative people are doing a lot more features together people are willing to help each other out Mm -hmm. some of the old cats who've been doing it for longer will help school the new ones and show Mm -hmm. them what works So that's really refreshing to see. And I know nobody's really blown up out of Idaho, like on a national level. Right. I think it's going to happen. And there's definitely, as I say, you know, we're all going to come up together. And we'll see. But yeah, like, for sure. With this new pandemic and touring being more difficult and the internet, I don't think it's going to be the way we imagine it has in the past. Right. So speaking of like the pandemic and stuff, have you, did you guys have to like transition to a remote, uh, like uploading your guys' audio tracks and stuff? Or is it still in studio? Yeah, a lot of DJs did. Um, I've been working through the entire pandemic. Yeah, Um, that's good. I sell, I I manage a liquor store. That's my full-time job. Gotcha. Um, But um, I was working all the way through that and I was just like, look, I'm just going to come in booth. So mm-hmm. we had restrictions, like usually Radio Boise is totally open. People can come visit whenever. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can see how it works. We shut that off. And then live performances have been tough on Crush. We try to at least every two weeks have some type of interview or live performance. Oh, that's dope. That's sick. And uh, that's been a little more difficult, yeah. but we're figuring out new ways now. That's good, man. That's awesome. I'm glad you're, you've stayed busy, honestly. It's good, man. That Yeah, never worked harder my whole life than during this pandemic, to be, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, yeah, I feel like it really tested people's characters because a lot of, I mean, a lot of mainstream artists, they that is a good chunk of their revenue is, is touring. Mm-hmm. And they had to innovate and they had to think of different ways to reinvent themselves, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it was honestly, I kind of felt like as an artist, it leveled out the playing field a little bit because everyone was back to square one. So it, I just feel like, when we had that downtime, we were able to create this podcast and create new elements of um, of media, basically. Since sure. we don't have we don't have tours, we don't have any interaction with the fans. And the reason why I wanted to have you on this podcast is because we kind of like. I think it's dope that you're using your platform for artists and trying to bring artists together. And that's honestly what we're trying to do in the long run: is inspire and just motivate and bring like minded people on. And it's cool because you see music from a different perspective. I and do, I yeah. think it's awesome that you that we can share that interest and you can see like how, that, what'd you say, something about a shaman? An energy shaman. Energy shaman. Yeah. Like, and being a DJ, like even creating a show disc as an artist, you want to have songs that complement the other. You don't want to put a sad song right in after a hype song and it just dies or kills the energy. Sure. So I think it's dope that like, we can see it from like different perspectives, but in the same way. Well, it was nice too. I had, um, well, first thing I wanted to talk about, you said a lot of really good things, um, was I think like gratitude is really important in life. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I don't know if you ever looked into the philosophy of stoicism. It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. So it's just like the idea of like, what would you do if everything was taken away from you? Like everything Mm -hmm. that you love that you know is just gone. Okay. Like, what are you going to do? Are you just going to lay down and die? Or are you going to figure it out? And then the other part of that is like, there's things that are within your control and there's things that are not within your control. 
And so figuring that out, really focusing on what's in your control and what's not. And mm-hmm. the stuff that's not in your control, don't worry about it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And then like also you're responsible for your emotions. You can't control what other people do, but you can control how you respond. Right. So the reason I just bring that up. That's crazy. The reason I bring that up is because um, that gratitude, you know, if something's taken away like touring or you're used to doing shows or whatever, once that's gone, I think a lot of people, you know, might have taken that for granted and being yeah, like, for sure. that's something I really miss. But I like your idea too of like, you got to get creative and reinvent it. Yeah. You got to do something different. It's all about perspective. It's like the world's against me or it's testing me. So I feel like you can either look down on it or you can be like, I'm going to start doing this or I'm going to do virtual shows or I'm going to do, I don't know, whatever it is. That start uploading YouTube videos, my freestyles and Blogging. this and that. Yeah, exactly. I've seen a lot of like beat challenges. I've seen a lot of mm-hmm. uh, like duets on TikTok. Yeah. It's just crazy. Collaborations. Man. Great. Yeah. That's really great. And, um, yeah, no, it was interesting. So, like, I'm, like I say again, I'm not a rapper, but it's been nice. I had um, Andy O from the Earthlings crew. I don't know if you know who the Earthlings are. Are they local? Yeah, they're local. They've been around for a while. Hip-hop? It's, hip-hop. It's uh, Clev Speech, Andy O, uh, Axiom the Wise, ATG, and Zero. Zero is pretty famous. I Zero, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they had a collective um, called Earthlings Entertainment. Shut up. And, yeah, no, he's great. Um, he co-hosted with me for about two years. Oh, that's fire. And it was good to be able to have the perspective of a rapper. Yeah. Um, just And we'd disagree on a lot of stuff. I'd be like, this is great for a listener. And he's like, dude, this is so cheese. <laughs> like, this is just, <laughs> this is whack. And like, because he knows the side of creating the music. So is he more like hip hop? He is. No, yeah, he's legit, legit hip hop. Yeah. Um, Earthlings, I first met him in 2014. We were on the same Tree Fort lineup. Mm. I got a band called Giggle Bomb, which is... <laughs> nice. <laughs> mashups which i have with live drummers and live musicians oh that's so tough i dj with multiple songs playing at the same time and then drummers who haven't practiced it just going crazy that sounds sick so i've been doing that for about oh six years and that was the first tree fort where i met him and some of those rappers like the local cats like i don't know if you've heard of club speech but you got to check out his stuff he for sure. he's just got just an awesome tone and flow and uh, dedicated servers, huge shout out to them. They're 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 my homeboys. Uh, they're super talented. Uh, the alumni crew. I don't know if you heard of those guys. Mm-hmm. They're super Gonna good. Have to check them all out. Man. Mock Emms <laughs> one. Um, yeah. So I mean, I could I could go yeah. on, but those yeah. are kind of the local cats. It's that, insane to see or to think like the the rap scene or the music scene is so huge. Like I'm only I only know what's in my circle, but to have Vito on and Brother Kiki and just like tap into these other markets of artists is just yeah. like holy crap, bro. Like I've I heard of Zero and I heard of Axiom. There's a lot out there. There's yeah. a lot out there and there's a lot of different styles. Like it's not just all boom bap. You'll see more like that cloud awesome. and the trap uh-huh, and then no. kind of like the free verse style. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just a lot of variations out there. There's a lot of femcs that are making music that I'm really excited about, like uh, mm-hmm. Madison Proof. Janelle, uh, Lyrical Lachey. I've heard of, uh, yeah, I've heard of them. Skilly Waves has been really helping a lot of people out, too, with um, starting to get... Um, uh, T-Baby? T-Baby. Yeah, I heard her on your show, too. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. I heard she just got her own studio, too. So yeah, shout she's, to that. That's she's fire. hungry. Well, it's great. She's hungry. Like we were talking about, when you have somebody like Skilly who's been doing this for a little while, yeah, and then he can kind of mentor somebody, and then they get excited, and then yeah. the music just gets better. Mm-hmm. It's dope, honestly, to see the growth of all these artists. I've I've been making music for 10 years, so I've seen the transition 
from just artists who come and go. I've seen artists reinvent themselves. I've seen artists go the managerial side. <clears throat> so I think it's just, it's only a matter of time before one artist. There's this artist named Curtis Hoppy who was a Christian rapper, but he, mm-hmm. he signed a deal with Empire Records. Oh, nice. So he actually has some label backing and his song is on Spotify playlists. And it's just amazing to see like, we're making noise. Yeah. yeah, we're making a lot of noise. The Christian rappers are very impressive, like mm-hmm. Psalm. And Shout then, out Psalm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's somebody else who I was thinking of too, who's been collaborating with. I can't remember shout now. Psalm. Shout out Ray G. Vito yeah. OT. Yeah, Brother Vito Kiki. OT. Yep. Um, they've been making. They're. I think they're going on tour on the beginning of April or April or May. They're going on a, a tour. I think it's like 14 days. Damn, those boys have been working hard yeah. too, bro. Misfits pushing Army. content shout like crazy. To, shout out to Misfits Army. Oh too. yeah, Vito's been releasing like a fire track every week. I uh-huh. think he's <laughs> he's probably going to be doing a performance with Radio Boise sometime soon. But um, that's one, awesome. Man. One of the best parts of Christian rap music too is I know I don't have to edit it. Right, (laughs) that's what I love. Makes your job so easy. I was like, oh man, I just know that a Vito song is going to be clean. That leads me. That leads me to a question: Was there any songs that you had to turn down because it just wasn't playable? Right. Yeah. See, that happens, and I know people get really excited. They're they're like, hey, are you going to play this song? You're going to play this song? If you curse more than once or twice in your hook, like man, like it's really not even worth me playing. Can't say right because like I'm just going to have to edit it. You know, yeah, 15, 20 times. Yeah. And it just cuts the whole heart out of the track. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, and what I would like to see, my challenge, if any local artists watch this, is make radio edits. Yeah. You okay. Know, you know why? Because, like, if you want to get distribution, if you want to get to other radio stations, if you want to be taken seriously, you have to have clean music. Yeah. Like, I understand on the radio, you can get, you know, 20,000 Spotify, Spotify, you know, uh, listens or or SoundCloud clicks, mm-hmm. and people get those in different ways. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're legit, like, have clean music. It's just professional. Yeah. That's Upload smart. It. A lot of artists, they have the explicit version and the edited version right. posted at the same time. It's smart. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's that's just my piece of advice. But no, there's some, like, um, I was looking at your Surface Wave website. Is Andrew, Andrew00, is that the same person? Mm-hmm. Man, that song "Tell Me." Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. one that I play a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Um, I have so Wave Cartel Media has um, artists, beat producers, the podcast, video editors. We're just this big collective of just creatives. And then um, I'm an artist. Andrew's an artist. Shout out Archie. Shout out Brother Kiki. Mm-hmm. Tony Spitz. Um, Santos, Nikki, and then Santos is um, Hooligan. Hooligan makes beats for all of us. Oh, okay. So we all are just this big machine of like content i have this song we have an engineer and then we have a beat producer to for that beat so we own 100 percent of everything oh that's sweet yeah so you're not you don't have to rip beats yeah definitely <laughs> and then me and nate are video editors so we we literally were filming a music video right before this oh, cool. uh, with the drone and stuff and honestly i we work in numbers and it just helps out with so much man well, sure. Cross training people on that, um, taking people's different different strengths and using them together, and uh, yeah, no, that's great. And especially mm-hmm. if you're ever going to do a performance, if you guys can all collaborate together yeah. and just be like, "Here's a block we can do mm-hmm. one big super show." Yeah, and yeah. then like all you guys can interchange and trade verses. Um, that's dope. No, and I think that's more of those popping up is awesome, especially with like the ability to do this. Yeah, at mm-hmm. home, right. you know, you don't have to like rent recording time this equipment's expensive yeah (laughs) but But that's the thing is like the no middleman perspective is just like if i have an idea and i have all these other guys who can back that idea like 
it I don't know, it just helps out so much more. And having to put your e- like to have all these people to put their ego aside and just believe in one thing, it, mm-hmm. we create just such beautiful content, man. And it took a lot of years, a lot of people coming in and out of the group, a lot of uh, just bumping heads and stuff. But like after we weeded out all the the loose ends, you can say like we just. I don't know, man. It's just such a beautiful thing. Like me and Nate were editing a video and I would spend 15 minutes. I'd stand up and then he'd sit down and clean it up and add a different thing. And then we just swap out for hours. I've never created anything like that ever. And it's just, I'm excited for that. That's just the most beautiful thing about being able to like function as a fully functional team where you could just tag someone in and boom, 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 and then tag back out and just move. That just move that pushes the ball further so yeah. much faster. I don't think I was going to promote this, but new single coming out on Ooh. Friday. My single won't be it. Music video shot and edited by me and Nate. Let's right. go. So, yeah. I want a copy of that. I, I got you, man. I'll um, send you a clean copy. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think that's true. And like I've talked to a lot of rappers. And I think it's interesting when they say, oh, I got this new project. And he's like, yeah, man, but I'm just waiting on one person to finish their verse. And I'm yeah. just waiting on this. So like, if you can raise your standards and your accountability... Where like everybody's on that tier, where it's they don't want to let anybody down. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great work ethic as well. That's why a lot of the bumping heads come into play, where it's just like I need that email. Where's that email? Yeah, and I treat uh-huh. I treat everything like it's a legitimate business. I mean, we're manifesting it essentially. But if like your job, you're not gonna show up late. I mean, it's a paycheck. I mean, 100%. I treat this like that, like that. So it's just like we're on time, we're punctual, and it's just it's it's awesome man just no that's that's good it's professional and if any aspiring rappers are watching or listening to this i think that's important too like if you want to go to a studio i've talked to so many engineers and they've just been like if you're gonna record like be ready yeah like yeah i've heard stories of like engineers are like people roll up and be like okay what do you think i should record and the guy's like (laughs) <laughs> are you kidding me i'm like, not the rapper no you gotta know you gotta be ready to go yeah. you have to be prepared you know i think professionalism is important and like oh, that's sure. one thing about like because i'm not a rapper myself but like being a part of the company like that's one thing that's like beautiful to see it's because like um craze can control the culture of everybody that's coming through in here because like i expect this and i'm holding you to this yeah. so, and, and that's how we're gonna get to be and then and then we're gonna get to see from there so like um, it's just cool to be a part of that and then to see like the inner workings because um, I know how uh, um, I've heard the same horror stories of unprofessional artists and things of that nature so like it's just like Wave Cartel is just functioning like differently than most most entities of music I've had an artist book out a two hour block and then an hour in he was re- like rehearse or recording re-recording the same verse within an hour in oh, man. and his buddy was supposed to do a feature on it and his buddy had like 20 minutes to lay his verse down so just touching back on just be ready well that, mm-hmm. i don't mean to like trash on anybody no and no, i think definitely. i think a lot of it is maybe lack of mentoring and overconfidence yeah right. so like you don't know what you don't know until you find out right mm-hmm. so like if you're like oh yeah I, I can do studio time like I, I got the confidence i think i have the verses i can do this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you get in you get part of the um system and you're like wait i don't know any of this yeah so like back to mentoring right everybody if you have a good mentor if somebody's doing something that you think's awesome like try to learn from them definitely yeah, tap in always tap in that's why it's dope that the artists who've been in the game for a while are now taking younger artists under their wing and I just I think that's so dope. 
like yeah. just to see kind of the next chapter of Idaho hip hop. Oh yeah, no, like the see, walls man. are dropping <clears throat> and people are willing to, you know, work with other people. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, you're stealing from somebody else. Right. I know people are paying legitimate for beats and mm-hmm. for time, you know, like it's kind of like when you do a DJ gig and someone's like, Hey, will you come DJ for free? Or like any of this it's like <laughs> for promo, <laughs> you're not, you're, you're just disrespecting the industry. Definitely. If that kind of stuff <clears throat> happens. So like people's time, people's equipment, it's worth money. And if you're willing to pay that and learn and work for it, then you'll get a good product. 100%. You also appreciate the value of it more when it's your money that you're spending. Right. So to have a lot of like the homie hookups, they kind of just take it for granted until you realize like, you know, time is money. So I feel like that also helped too with, you know, my circle is they realize like, you know, I just got off work. I got to go back to work in like eight hours. This is our time slot. So it's just boom, boom, boom. They're the that that drive and motivation is just yeah you don't want, you don't want to stuff, devalue man. yourself definitely for anybody have you ever had people ask you to DJ for free yeah yeah out of love um, out of a shout outs for on their story um no no, no not so, that uh, <laughs> trident layers yeah uh. <laughs> I mean I just think some people don't really know and like I I don't know I got some weddings that people are asking me for that are from like referrals I don't really put myself out there for them mm-hmm. and they just kind of come in and like yeah I'll, I'll do it for the right person but yeah. like that's not totally my focus I was surprised to see how much DJs charge for weddings because my buddy VJ he just left Wild 101 um, my sister-in-law was getting married and she's like hey would you reach out to VJ and I was like yeah for sure VJ's like, I won't do it for, you know, I'll do it for a good amount, but they think the the people booking think it's just as easy as plugging in a computer and hitting play. Right. It's like, this is my budget. Like, it's like a couple hundred bucks and I'm just like, I don't, it's just crazy, man. The industry standard should be $100 an hour for DJs playing out. Bars sometimes are a little bit different um, Mm -hmm. because they have the equipment and stuff, but that's kind of the standard. Um, So... No, that's good. I mean, my passion's line other places, too. I'm a volunteer on the Idaho Suicide Prevention Hotline. I've been nice. a phone responder with them for going on, like, four years. That's amazing. So, like, that kind of stuff. And then doing other stuff with Radio Boise. I do a little production with them. Nice. Then working 40 hours a week, <clears throat> having two radio shows. Grinded, man. So, oh. yeah, no, I, I stay busy. But, um, no, and I just kind of stop chasing dollars. And yeah. I think that's the lesson everyone's going to learn eventually is, like, Definitely. Your passion's in it. Your heart's in it. You make music for you, for the people, for any reason. But if you're making music just for money, like, it's I'm sorry, it's probably not going to happen. The minute that you take the money out of it and you're just making it for the craft, that's when the money comes in. And I noticed that being in the game for for 10 years, man, is just chasing it for, love, for attention and fame and money. Like, that's all... Um, monetary no momentary so it's just for the moment yeah and it's not going to last so if you take that that's your desire you're never going to fully be successful oh totally and, and that, i i've seen it firsthand that kind of like goes back to like the type of music that i consider for radio play definitely like if it's just about how much money and stacks you're gonna get it's like man is that you, you got a talented flow like you're sounding good but like it's watered down give me some better content yeah. like it's just been done so many times mm-hmm. and the people who've done it well are, are pretty famous <laughs> and that's the whole thing too is like it's easier as a fan to tap into music like when it's authentic like you were saying like give me something that i can feel and especially coming from like a local artist because like you have to like i feel like local artists always have to work 10 to 20 times harder than any famous rapper because like 
why listen to this when I could just turn on the radio and hear all these bangers, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like any local artist definitely has to, like, just put their heart and soul into every track they make so you could get attention, you can get, and then you'll get the return on the love and you'll make fans yeah. that way. Definitely, definitely. But, like, that's another reason that I think Radio Boise is so important. So it's independent, uh, non-corporate, listener-funded radio. So, like, we don't take money from any corporations or have any interest like that. That's awesome. But it's just individual volunteers who make the playlists. And one of the founding principles is to support local music as much as possible. That's awesome. So, like, that is very important. I think people tune into the station for that very reason. Yeah. I mean, you can hear Hotel California plays on, like, every radio station every, Mm -hmm. like, five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can hear that song for the Uh one millionth time if you need to. But, like, there's just so much more music out there. And, like, Radio Boise is kind of like the shamans that can yeah. show you that kind of music. What I like about Radio Boise is it's not, it's not like, top 40. So every DJ has their own, like, their own playlist, basically. So you can hear hip-hop or you can hear pop or you can hear country or you can hear whatever. I think that's really important. Oh, totally. Honestly. Just so much variety. Pretty much every genre of music is covered um, on Radio Boise. And uh, it's just like every two hours, the style of music's going to change. Mm-hmm. And like uh, my wife happens to be the music director as well. Nice. And people can just send music to music at Radio Boise. She'll listen to it. They curate it so that you can have um, uh, like a playlist that any DJ can pull from. That's just oh, that's all... Sick. You know, submitted from the music, fans, right? Submitted from the fans. That's cool. Man. That's awesome. And then they do a uh, top ten plays, all the top ten um, songs that are played in a week, and it gets posted in the Boise Weekly. That's sick. Damn. Um, but yeah, Tree Fort's coming up too, and Radio Boise is the um, sole media. There we go. Partner in Tree Fort. When is the uh, when when is what are the dates? I think it's the third week of September. September. I'm pretty sure that's right. Because they had to cancel it last year. It got canceled and postponed, but I asked the music director and there will be the Tree Fort Let's go. hip-hop heard it here first. showcase happening. Nice. So Ooh. we're going to do a showcase uh, near the main stage of Just Idaho Artists. Damn, that's nice. fucking sick, dude. Um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I think last year was uh, Skilly. Um, yeah. We had dedicated servers. Ryan Camargo and D Rock, severely global, severely global. Shout Those out. guys are awesome. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then uh, Disco, Disco, Distant Cousins. Nice. I think that was that last year. Um, we'll see. I'm still trying to put together the lineup for this year. Um, and obviously, that's the other thing about clean music; it has to be clean, mm-hmm. uh-huh, right? Like, how are you going to perform your tracks in general public? In front, every, in front of kids and everybody mm-hmm. if you don't have any clean music. Yep. Facts. That's something that every local <laughs> artist should be looking into, right? I learned that the hard way, man. <laughs> yeah. We threw a show a couple years back and we had a main headliner. And he, not only did he not have clean music, but he had his YouTube videos playing. And it was just women in bikinis. And it was an all-ages show. Oh, and no. I, yeah, my mom was pissed. <laughs> no, it's almost like any good English teacher will She's tell you. I care about. <laughs> you know, any good English teacher will tell you, know your audience. Definitely. And I Definitely. think that's important in rap music. Like, you can be as filthy as you want. And there's, you know, rappers influence people like Eminem. And they have that style where they just like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine. And, you know, it's all good. But, like. You got to be able to appeal to multiple audiences if you Definitely. want to be successful. The show was at the Civic Center and it was all ages. <laughs> so, and it was just like money and strippers. And I'm just like, 
dog come on bro uh, yeah <laughs> you know what you're doing bro know your audience man but i did want to ask you so how did you come up with the name dj winkle my last name is winkle is it <laughs> just straightforward simple as that. i like that simple as that um and then your show is it kush corner crush corner crush corner yeah so like that's owed to like all of like the uh crush grooving like all of the uh, original bronx rappers Oh hell yeah. And um yeah, no, it's been going well. Um I'm always looking this is great too to be able to find new artists. Um DJ Winkle uh on Facebook or Crush Corner Radio Boise. We have our page. Always looking for new artists to be able to Yeah. And I, this is what I say when I give them a message. Like, hey, I got this new track. Be like, I'll listen to it for radio play consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, I say that is I'm not going to promise you I'm going to play your record before I even heard it. Def- yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I don't mean to let anybody down and you try to give constructive criticism, but some of the things we talked about, like be authentic, like play stuff you've, or rap about stuff that you've lived. That's yeah. true. Stuff mm-hmm. that can inspire somebody. Um, we did a thing called the Couch Surfer series. So it's, I don't know if you've ever seen like NPR Tiny Desk. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that. And I got one of those last year and it was zero bats andio madison proof and natalie uh, grace and um the whole topic was partnering with the suicide prevention hotline and it was about overcoming adversity in your life when you've been depressed when you've been having hard times and overcoming that and so i gave them kind of a speech of like what i've been through and been mm-hmm. really depressed and like how music helped me and these kids just turned up like their performances were just so passionate and like there wasn't a dry eye in the room at the end of it so like tough is there any footage online there is yeah if you go to uh radio boise's youtube page or uh couch surfer radio boise okay um, i definitely will link all that in the description no that's dope yeah Yeah. no that was a powerful night and i think that kind of authenticity and when you're you know paying homage to the people who have gone before and kind of their skills but also something that people can feel you know definitely I, i know you want to separate yourself and i'm the baddest and we're tearing down other people that makes me think about rap battles too. I don't know how you guys how do you guys feel about rap battles? Um, I'm pretty like invested with it just because we have affiliates who are rap battlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's dope, honestly. It's an, they're hell entertaining. I bro. like that they they could go personal and take shots, and then when it's over, they can dap each other up, uh-huh. and show love to cool. each other. There was a few battles that it got a little too far, mm-hmm. but I think it's cool that there's rap battle in idaho no there's the rap battle league i know there's ontario um can't remember the name of it but there's a league out in ontario too yeah shout out charlie aztec he's a part of that oh yeah he makes good music psycho Uh, flores psycho's great dizzle i believe shout out dizzle Dizzle. dang um Um, but yeah robbie shout out yeah dirty shirt dirty shirt he's great um but no i I like it i get it's a format Mm -hmm. um i think it's funny when there's just like beef that gets started to kind of fire up each other's right. audiences. <laughs> yeah. I imagine everybody saw the the Mill Bill beef that just happened. <laughs> and his response. It's silly. It really is silly. And like, it's insane, man. I listened to one of his pieces he had and he's like, I'm not gonna respond because my music is about positive things. And like you guys just getting fired up, taking shots at people on the internet when yeah. you never say this in real life is dumb. But we did something pretty cool uh for our Radiothon Two years ago, we challenged people to do a compliment battle. <laughs> so instead of dissing them, you got to say as nice things as you can 
about them, and that was our largest fun drive. People did. That's sick, man. People did awesome. That's amazing. People I like your cool. face. Man, your mom makes the best food every time I come over. She feeds us. It's so rad. Look at you with your handsome face and your perfect hair. I can't stand it. <laughs> it's That's good. dope, though. That's dope, No, it's good. So, like, I get it. There's so many different aspects to hip-hop music. Yeah. You know, there's from writing, from producing beats, to, um, you know, uh, doing shows, to mentoring, helping people out. There's mm-hmm. so many different aspects. Rap battles um, that you can just have find a piece you know where you wanna where you wanna fit in. What what would you say your favorite genre of music is? Um, that's tough because so my bangers and mashup show is just multiple genres of music at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. So I like something that's really gripping you with big beats. Obviously, I like trap music. I like reggae music. Um, I like electronic music. Um, some of that cloud rap that's coming out is really good. I don't know if you know who Strawberry is and Coleman. They're really good with that kind of cloud vibe where like there's weird effects that kind of come in and out and almost sounds like an old timey radio. Interesting. Um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Have you ever thought about making a Spotify playlist? Like I could. Or only like your vibes? I could. I yeah. That'd be dope, man. Yeah. I got a ton of music. I mean, I put in like five hours every week for yeah. the last four years or more um, putting these together. But yeah, I could. I'm not the biggest Spotify fan. The main reason is like I can't edit it. Hmm. So if somebody mm. sends me a YouTube li- or a YouTube link or a SoundCloud link, I can edit that music. Yeah. But Spotify, I can't. So I could. I yeah, could. Um, sure. Speaking of, I think compilations in the local scene are super dope. Um, did you know about the Eight Days compilation that came out? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to um, that Trap was Culture sick. And all them. Yeah, it was like uh, Yeezy, AC. Uh, Goodfella, Efne Alate, uh, Julian, who else was on there? Rolly, D-Rock, Genius. Mm-hmm. And that he put together just a conversation, like, everybody roll through. We're going to put this together. And then yeah. had, like... Uh, it was kind of like the Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. I don't know if mm-hmm. you listened to that, but they... Uh, I'm not familiar. They locked in a studio spot, and I think they had, a, like, a week. So they had this huge um, area, and it was four studios j cole had his own studio and they sent out invitations to artists and if you got an invitation you're you can go but it's artists um beat producers engineers and they created revenge of the dreamers 3 and it was what was dope about is a lot of those artists got their first grammy nomination because of that invitation basically so artists who would have never went to the grammys like smino and buddy they were able to go to the Grammys off of their features. And they had songs that were like 15 minutes long and they had to cut it down and take up. Like, <laughs> they had to choose the best verses. So when all that was going on, the eight days compilation came out. And it's it's amazing that they were able to get inspired and create something of their own. Well, yeah, if you can find something that works in a different scene, that's a good Definitely. idea. Like uh, what did Banksy say? All good art is stolen. So mm-hmm. like I to- that's totally true because even if you tried to replicate something, it's not going to be the same. We did the same thing with Cartel. We we I had all my guys. We sat down and watched because there's a documentary. They filmed the whole entire process of the Re- Revenge of the Dreamers three, and we all got motivated as fuck. And we were just like we recorded song after song after song. These massive features, but then we realized like not everyone wants to hear someone or a song that has five different people on it. And then the eight days came out and I just thought it was dope to see like like minded how our insp- like we, we got inspired off of the same media. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It yeah. was dope. It was dope. No, there's definitely those styles that come through. 
like trap music definitely kind of influenced it and then i think kind of was that, there any other comp- compilations that came out uh, yeah there was the cot compilation that was with ed abel um it was mostly just boise rappers and it was funny because he had it finished and then his computer crashed and oh, so he had to like recover it that sucks but it bro. came out and that was super good um and then I guess Skilly's new album is kind of like that. Um, what is it? Ratchet Pack? Ratchet Pack, yeah. Yeah, that, that's got a lot of features on it. Uh-huh. Um, there's probably more. Um, I just, I don't know all the rappers yet. I got a good chunk, but I don't know all Same. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, I, I thought I was tapped in. There's a lot of artists that you No, there's that. a lot. There's I could go even more, but... Um, North Idaho. I don't know any rappers from North Idaho, really. Hmm. Uh, maybe there is some. There definitely is. There is, but I haven't. <laughs> Eastern. Is. Oh, and man, the Eastern Idaho scene, for a while, I thought that was better than West in like Boise, Nampa mm-hmm. area. Like just their styles, how they were working together, how much content they were releasing, the shows yeah. they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like there were rappers from Boise who were driving okay. to Eastern Idaho to do shows because the scene's better. That's Dang, crazy. that's crazy. Yeah. I hope it I hope it opens back up, man. I, I mean I talk to Lalo about this all the time and it's not like I, I, I like to preach unity, but it, even if not all artists can get along, I want to see every artist strive and prosper and you know, if we could use our platform to try to elevate that, we definitely will. We used to have a segment called Yes No Potential where it we would just play music, music that we found and we ended up getting in trouble because copyright and stuff. Oh, sure. YouTube is shutting us down. We have it on our Patreon now if you guys want to become members. And it's just not necessarily like rating it, but it's just a segment where we can just play music and break it down. And mm-hmm. different years, um, I, I had my beat producer on Hooligan, and he was able to like critique the beat and talk mm-hmm. about the, the structure of the hi-hats. And Yeah, that was dope when Hooligan was on doing that. I'm mean, I'm excited to see things open back up, but I'm also excited to just see where we can go within the next year or two. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. I'd say it just be because open- I feel like it kind of slowed down a little bit because it had to a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of uh, waiting for a bunch of COVID theme songs coming out, and there's <laughs> there's been some. I think my number one is uh, Skilly Waves Corn Ting Tings. If you haven't heard that one, man, that that, <laughs> that song thumps, but um. <laughs> No, I think like people being open to mentoring, um, people being open to not somebody being adverse, uh, uh, adversarial against you, um, being open to cr- criticism. Definitely. Uh, being <clears throat> open to having no said to you, mm-hmm, you know, right. and then just being o- open to kind of uh, learning your craft, you know, and, yeah. and w- learning what works for you. And that, you know, I think that'll help a lot of rappers. And that's easy for me to say because I don't make hip hop music, but I have... <laughs> listen to so much of it yeah i know more about idaho hip-hop than i do any other <laughs> national hip-hop or anything else. <laughs> right do you have a top five? Ooh, that's a good question yeah i could probably do I, it doesn't have to be in a, top, a particular order does it no no definitely just put uh, you in the hot seat like yes it does <laughs> no i like it i'll put oso negro number one uh or not number one <laughs> <laughs> as one as one as one gotcha. he's an old school cat uh he lived in ontario but he was so good at putting shows together mentoring people giving them their first show um he's got like a degree in biological engineering he's crazy smart oh. he's very crafty uh he his wordplay is amazing uh he does collaborations with people all over the country Dang. so he's yeah he's kind of one of the grandfathers of hip-hop in the scene um, Ryan Camargo, probably in the whole severely global crew. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's great. I mean, if I had to play one hip hop song for somebody to like kind of understand the local scene, it'd be Ryan Camargo's Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Man, that song slaps so hard. <laughs> and just the pacing and the beat dropping That's out. So dope. That's super good. Um, I'll put Skilly up there. I'll put um, Ilza Kyle. Yeah, he's dope too. Ilza Kyle's really good. And he's doing great. He's touring, um, doing a lot of things well. Um, He's making a lot of noise. He is. And I really like his style and his message and helping other people out. Um, I didn't know it was pronounced Zakyle. I thought it was Ezekiel. I think it's Zakyle. Is it? I could be wrong. If he listens and wants to, you know, tell me I'm wrong, (laughs) that's totally fine. Um, Madison is incredible. Madison Proof. I mean, holy cow. She was a traditional church singer and then went to hip hop music. It's just fantastic. So hard. Uh, this is more than five. Club speech. Just such an amazing <laughs> voice. Going, bro. Yeah, the, yeah, the whole an artist you need to get tapped into it is Tony Spitz. If you're like yeah. hip hop, boom bap style, he he just spits and freestyles off the top of his mind. Is it bro. Idaho music or no? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tony Spitz. It's Tony Spitz. Tony Spitz. Um, Psalm. So before Psalm became uh, started doing a different style of music, he used to go by Sketchy Waves. Yeah, and him and Tony Spitz and Kiki Romero, they were all a part of a rap group. Um, the Masterminds. Masterminds Entertainment. Yeah, I've heard of that. Tony Spitz is fire. Yeah, okay. Tony. Tony's super dope, bro. Yeah. No biased opinion because he's my brother. But he's his brother, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like real brother, life. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tony's super dope, bro. He's I've always been the biggest fan of that dude because he's just talent off the charts. So yeah, yeah you could. they have like throwback ciphers on youtube somewhere you could find them with uh tony kiki sketchy sketchy ways and all the the whole masterminds crew but they're dope do you guys know who the first recognized rapper in the history of the state of idaho is who's that any guesses mm. no, no. guy's name is mc shake mc shake mc shake mc shake <laughs> wow. no like you have a shake you mc know? shake shaky yeah recognized so, as in uh, he Todd Dunnigan, who's made a lot of productions in town, uh, produced his album. He had um, a song, or I'm trying to remember the name of the album, but um, he used the Biggie Smalls beat that was the Evett Brothers um, before Biggie did, and uh, he just rapped about like two C, and he even had another son who he rapped with. But this was like in like '91. Okay. Like 1990. He's kind of the first. And then there's a lot of old cats like Customary and uh, Campfire Collective. They were really big in the scene in like the early 90s. And But there wasn't a lot. And kind of what I think is like indie rock has dominated the music scene, at least in like Boise and the Shawnee areas for mm-hmm. so long. Like biggest band to ever come out of Idaho in modern times is like Built to Spill, in my opinion. And there birthed so many different bands. So, like, there wasn't a lot of room for hip-hop because mm-hmm. it was, like, an indie rock-dominated scene. Right. And then you started seeing venues like The Shredder. Mm-hmm. If yeah, anybody yeah. had their first hip-hop show was prob- in Boise, it was probably at The Shredder. Shredder. Um, and then now they're starting to get some more appeal and getting some more, um, you know, better slots. And I think people are finally taking it for real. Like, when I told people, I was like, oh, yeah, I have a radio show that plays nothing but Idaho made hip-hop. Like, there's, there's hip-hop in Idaho? There's rappers in Idaho? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? So annoying, man. No, it, but it's true. And like, you know, it's... I get it. But just being in the game for so long, man, I just... 
I don't know. Just don't don't count us out. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah, to I know the people who don't think Idaho has hip hop. <laughs> I just don't think it's been exposed yet. And like Boise's one of the number one growth places in the nation right yes, now. Yes, definitely. In this whole area, it's um, gonna. It's only a matter of time, in my perspective, from being in the industry. Like a lot of my friends who are in the in the industry who are in film or in fashion, they all moved out to California. But the thing is, is there's still that bridge. So when when st- stuff starts opening up again, we're going to start throwing shows and doing tours and stuff. But there's artists who are from Eagle, Idaho, who manage or who have some ties to, like, the famous Marshmallow, the DJ, or um, Icy Narco, or... Um, there's a bunch of other artists. I just can't think of it, but it's there. If you really search for it, it's there. There's this other artist. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he made a video on Instagram and then he got recognized by Lil Xan and he got recognized by Lil Mosey and he just dropped a video. Um, my my buddy Nikki was showing me, but there's artists out here in Idaho who are tapped in with Idaho and then when they make it out, they don't like to recognize Idaho. And it's frustrating. Well, they don't throw the love back. Yeah, or, I can see it's frustrating, it's frustrating. But if you look at any major metropolitan area in the United States, it has a solid hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. All of them do, mm-hmm. even Salt Lake. So, like, it's uh, it's gonna happen in Idaho. And if I was a rapper, or at least why I like doing the show, is that's exciting. That means Definitely. that means yeah, for sure. It's like Idaho raps just starting to go through puberty. Yes, and so like facts. you have a little late too, but yes. Yeah, so like you have the opportunity now to craft something that's gonna be permanent. Yeah. So like I know a lot of people are giving up or you know, they're they're not they're just, you know, recording something late at night and then throwing it directly on YouTube without any editing. They're like, This is the next huge hit and it's like, Oh, it could be, but like take some time. Put some love into it. And you know, you're gonna you can be one of the people who influences something that's permanent. Yeah, and I don't. I think that's really exciting. Definitely, I, I, we're going through the journey right now. Everything that we're doing right now is going to be written in history. And I, I 100% believe that. Oh but yeah, for sure. Even this podcast alone, all the artists that you've name dropped, it's going to just build a new relationship, and I'm going to want to reach out to them and use my platform for them. And it's only a matter of time, man, before we all just come together and just right do and something. I, w- I would love sure. to to hear from more artists and like we'll Definitely. be trading content. And what I really like is when somebody hits me up, it's not just for their music. They're like, yo, like these artists are great that aren't mm-hmm. even themselves. And I mm-hmm. think that type of humility is necessary in the scene right now is instead of just, you know, blazing it on you spotlight on me be like look these are the people who are doing awesome and right that's what i like about it too is, is having that humble aspect in my opinion i feel like idaho as far as like hip-hop goes like it's on the cusp of like breakout i feel like it's almost there like within the next five something's gonna pop off and be huge like that's what i feel internally i like like I don't know. It's something about like the energy of like of be- being here and like meeting you and like meeting other artists around the valley. Like I feel like it's right there. It's almost there. It is. It is. And I think again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but I think this is the opportunity for people to make quality content. Like mm-hmm. so, my wife, she's the music director, and she's like, if I hear a hip hop song where the guy takes thirty seconds to start and he's just yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> here we go, and, yeah, then, and then the first thing is a derogatory term. She's like, nope. And just it's it doesn't even have a chance. So 
you know, really focusing on what you've lived, you know, if you read a lot, I mean, you look at like KRS one, mm-hmm. you know, like knowledge is important. And so like, take some time reading books, you know, looking into philosophy, like looking in how to live a good life. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I think you're ready to share some of that stuff. If you don't even know who you are or what you're about and you're going to be making music, like, why do I want to listen to Preach, music? bro. That's big time facts. You guys need to play this back and listen to what he just said because that honestly is the truth. You can be a fad and a trend, but that's all that it is. You're gonna, it's going to die out eventually and then you're going to have to try to ride the next wave and the next wave and try to keep reinventing yourself. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's going to eventually die out. Well, I, I think I get it in like the like and click culture that we're in right now that people just want validation. You know, you're feeling down. You didn't have a good day. You take a picture of something. You get 50 likes. It makes you feel good, right? Yes. Sure. You're like, I'm validated by those around me. And every human wants that. So if you're getting into music for other people's validation, too, I mean, that's okay. I mean, that's fine. That means you're trying to make people happy or share something. Yeah. But if you haven't honed in or aren't comfortable with yourself, like, I'm, I'll even go far enough. Like, if you don't even love yourself. And I think that's going to reflect in your music. It's a slippery slope to just continue to have that dopamine be relied on other people. You're going to continue chasing it. Yeah. You're going to have, you have to eventually, from my personal experience, I used to be the, the artist on Facebook who every day I have to post something. I don't know why, but I, I it was the, the likes and the interaction, but it got to a point where I grew up and I just realized like there, uh, there's a post that doesn't do good and I feel less of myself. And I just realized mm-hmm. like I can't be giving people to that much energy because it's going to it's going to keep fluctuating and you're just going to keep feeling like should i keep doing this uh-huh. and then you're going to drop something and it gets 100 likes and you're like oh yeah i should keep doing this. Well, i think you guys did something smart with your surface wave collective is you're getting people together to be able to you know form a community to be able to showcase their talent to be able to grow together. Yeah. So it's not just the individual, it's the community. So that aspect, you know, it's not about the validation you get from everybody else. I think it's more about the validation that you guys get. Do you like your music? Yeah. Do you like what you put out? It's kind of like, you know, there's been books written that are great, that are amazing information. If nobody reads it, the author still has satisfaction. Because he did that. He created it. Yeah. You know? And so if you're looking at more of the internal dialogue, the internal creation, are you happy with what you're making? Do you think it has purpose? Then everything else that happens to it, we go back to that stoicism I was talking about. Everything else that happens to it is kind of out of your control. Mm -hmm. And so don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've had to, me and my artists have gone through this. We've had to take songs down because it just didn't do good. But at the end of the day, we don't feel defeated by it. And we are a collective. We are our own A&Rs. We are our own management team. We're our own marketing team. So we all listen to a song before it comes out. Mm-hmm. We all give our input. And if you, it's it's best to be honest because our name is now attached to it. So sure. we're not going to put out something that we 100% don't believe in. Oh, totally. So even the, the video editor, he has a say in the song. The beat producer has a say in the song. And it's it's a humbling experience. And doing this podcast is a humbling experience too because it's like as an artist, you think you know everything or you know everyone because of your circle. But then to take a step out and just see like there's artists – 30 minutes away, an hour away, three hours away. Mm-hmm. It just makes you realize how not small you are, but it, it takes that ego, that power trip out of it to, to see how 
big we are in this this fishbowl you know what i'm saying yeah it's a weird dichotomy because hip-hop's been built on pride but definitely my my personal philosophy is pride's a dangerous ass thing (laughs) that like you're either gonna get checked at some point you Mm -hmm. know in one way or another Mm -hmm. for sure so like being humble but also being having self-love and like riding that line is important um but yeah man i just i mean we can all wrap this back to what we very started with like I'm just here to be able to give a platform Mm -hmm. to artists where usually breaking into like an FM station, like I think radio is still different than like internet radio and YouTube and that stuff. And being able, I'm I'm honored to have that platform to be able to play artist music on the air. And like, you know, people listening to their tracks, driving down the street, freaking out in their car, hearing their music (laughs) on the radio. It's amazing, man. It's a a great feeling. It's important. And that's the main reason... I do it um, on a smaller scale. When we did Yes No Potential, we had the artists like because we would play. So you know when you're on Instagram or Facebook and you just see people spamming their music, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna ever see this. Or I'm an up and coming 13 year old rap, whatever. Mm-hmm. That was this. That's what the segment was based upon. So it was meant to be kind of comical, but we ended up finding a lot of great music. And then when we put it on our show, they found out and they felt amazing. Like they just felt so happy and right. they reposted mm-hmm. it on their stories. And it was just, I don't know, it's just such a great feeling. Hold on. That's me or not. But yeah, I, yeah. Well, I think that's a good way to work outside of the platform, right? Because instead of Facebook controlling the algorithms and Facebook saying what's cool and what's trending, you're part of it and you're part of helping people build their their brand, their style, Mm -hmm. and showcasing that for people. And, you know, there's some privilege and there's some honor there, but... um, yeah, I'm just happy to do it. I'm always looking for more uh, Idaho-made music um, and, you know, being able to play it on air, um, help with shows, help promote any way I can. And the funny thing is I haven't made any money off of this. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> no. Like, I don't do it for money at all. Like, every, we volunteer at Radio Boise. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I, I've gotten DJ gigs because they've known me from Radio Boise. But even if somebody, like, sees me on the street, and they're like, hey, this guy's a rad DJ. I'm just like, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't want that. You know, it's 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 again. I'm really trying to not be prideful. I have a lot of. I dabbled in in radio for a little bit, and I just I worked for Wild 101, and it wasn't corporate owned, but it was still they tried to be corporate. That structure, that corporate structure. There was it was so just like your social media can't have this, this or that. You can't have no. And it just, it was such a bad environment for me personally, because I'm a creative and I don't like to be boxed in, Mm -hmm. but I did it for a whole year of just, this is your ad reads. You have to say it at least this many times in your six hour show. And it was just, I got to a point where I just felt just defeated in a way. It was weird, man. Cause I, I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. I did the street team. I, I filled the totes with candy. I washed the vans. I took the vans to get oil. I did everything that everything. I thought I needed to do. And then I finally got to that point and it was just, it didn't feel, I didn't feel happy or creative what, at all. That's the cool thing about Radio Boise is once you have your show, what you do in that show, as in like FCC guidelines, uh, you can't play more than uh, one artist three times only three three songs is the max mm-hmm. um, there's no calls to action so like you can't say come buy this car you know come down yeah. and get, get your car washed or any of this you can't do it it's a violation but the station gives you complete creative control 
That's awesome. That's sweet. So as it should have, as it should be. Well, that's how freeform radio used to be. Mm-hmm. That's how radio stations were in the seventies. A DJ would have a choice to be yeah. able to play the music that's meaningful to them instead of just automated curated, curated here's what you're playing. Because my opinion, I'm not trying to talk trash about radio stations other than Radio Boise. Definitely. But they're there to sell ads. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's where the money that comes is, from. That's where the money comes from. Mm-hmm. The music is secondary. Mm-hmm. The music is filler between ads. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true no for sure that was like the craziest thing too like when you used to work for wild 101 like i had when i've been to the studio a few times in there with you and like i always thought like you chose what tracks to play and it was and you're like no that's not how it works here yeah I, like, I didn't sign like a non-computer or anything so i could talk about it freely i mean like i said it was a great opportunity but it the, the show was programmed 24 hours prior mm-hmm. um you had no say in what I mean, you have 15 seconds, 30 seconds tops before the song drops to it was, talk. It, was it wasn't so weird. long form conversation. That's funny. No, we can open it up. Like we can, there's no requirements like that yeah, whatsoever. Just, and like, it's a different structure though. Like, because no, for sure. it's just a full on machine. Yeah. You, you receive a paycheck, um, you know, when you do a show at, at that place, Radio Boise, you don't. So like the people who are there, like, I guess we talked about this earlier, like DJs should be paid. And it's like, I guess it depends on what you're doing. Because I don't even want a paycheck from Radio Boise. Because right. it is an honor to be able to have access to freeform radio. It, it's something that doesn't yeah. really exist very often in America. So, it, yeah, I can't say enough about it. Um, I don't know. Can I do a little plug about our fun drive? Yeah, Definitely, do it, man. man. Definitely. Okay, so um, starting this coming Wednesday is our Radiothon. And so we receive most of our donations through listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, we run on like 35 bucks an hour is how we run the entire station. We have over, I think, 300 volunteers and like six paid staff. That's insane. So all of it, people who are there, they love it because they understand what it means. Mm-hmm. This is artists in the area, rappers or any other genre, who get their music heard. We do independent public affairs. Um, we do tree fort. We do so much for the community. Mm-hmm. And so we ask people to give back. Um, it's uh, 258-2072 is the number or radioboise.org. And um, I'm hoping that some rappers show up and some fans show up to be able to help us out um, because, yeah, it's something we have to pay for ourselves. We don't yeah. have to be like these other stations. and We get this freedom, but it costs. It right, costs yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. Every year we do well. And like I say, like we get improvements. Like the reason we're on two frequencies now is yeah. because of these fun drives. So we're growing. Yeah. That's we, sweet. we definitely will have the links to all that. Um, I think that's dope. Like you're saying, it's all for the love uh, of the craft and you don't expect a paycheck from it. I think that creates the best content and you have the most pride. Right. Well, and it's also like volunteering. Like I would recommend anybody who has free time, like maybe put down the video games and the YouTube for a little bit. For sure. And find something to volunteer for. Definitely. Um, Give back to the community. It's it's really huge. Like the Radio Boise and the Suicide Prevention Hotline, like you know that you're not the most important person in the world. And for especially sure. if your life's going okay. Like I always do this. Like when you wake up every morning, like do your legs work? Can you see? Yeah. Do your hands work? Is mm-hmm. there food in your fridge? Do you have a car? Is there gas in your car? Mm-hmm. Do you have a bank of a bank account? Is there any amount of money in the bank bank account? If those things are yes, you're doing better than like seventy five percent of the people on the planet. Facts. That's beautiful to hear, man. Because last week's episode we talked about mental health, uh, pretty pretty in depth about anxiety and depression. And um, if you guys missed that episode, I recommend watching that. 
but that's a great way to see life. Well, it is. And it's just having a bunch of gratitude. And if these things are true in your life, then I think volunteering is very, very important. Definitely. Because it, it can be something like walking dogs. It can be, it doesn't have to be something super intense. Mm-hmm. There's all type of organizations that are doing really good work mm-hmm. that need people. And you're not free labor. You're not being abused. They're actually really nice to you. And For like, sure. especially if you're lonely, like if you don't have any friends or people that you talk to or you're coming out of the pandemic, you haven't seen anybody, I would highly recommend volunteering. There's so many things you can do out there. And like your time makes a huge difference. And mm-hmm. like you're in your community, you know? Yeah, um, volunteering is so much fun, dude. Like I, um, back in high school, we had um, teamed up with Habitat for Humanity which builds homes for people in need. Yeah. And um, in my construction class, we had built two Habitat for Humanity homes, which was super cool to be able to give back to people who really needed somewhere to live, right? Um, and the one family we had built for was a dude, was a vet who was going through, who had um, diabetes and he was in a wheelchair bound. And it's like, we built all these extra like ramps and like a, a, a pulley system to help him shower and stuff. So like doing stuff like that was so cool to, to me. And, um, and then like in, in the long run, I gave back because uh, my family received the very first Habitat house in Canyon County. Oh, wow. So it was like, it That's was like crazy, full, bro. yeah, full circle to be able to give back and, and build houses for people, for other people so they could have a home and a place to call. Yeah. And home, like you'll basically. find, you'll yeah. find you actually probably get more out of it than the work you do or the person that you're helping. 100%. At. Um, so I believe in it. And another cool thing uh, with Radio Boise is if anyone is a non-profit then you get uh absolutely zero cost underwriting or we don't call them commercials but that's what they are mm-hmm. so if you are associated with a non-profit if you have an event coming up if you do something for your community no charge underwriting it at, at the radio station so like we try that's to awesome. be partner with as much as many non-profits as possible so it's just been great, man. Like uh, I came out of my high school. I kind of went to an elite high school and all my friends did really well after graduating. I feel like I didn't. And so I got super depressed. And then after getting out of that depression, found music and then found this community, found the artists, found the art makers, found the musicians, found the DJs. Mm-hmm. They became my friends. I lived downtown Boise for like five years. And you can just walk down the street and be like, hey, Winkle. And like, yo. And be like, hey, thanks for playing my song. And like yeah. finding your community and your tribe can really happen through volunteering. Yeah. For sure. And finding an organization you care about. I always say this, but I feel like I always say the universe has your, your path or whatever you believe in a higher power. But I feel like looking back now, you can say you appreciate that sort of depressive state because it helped you get to where you're at today oh for sure yeah like and if, if you went to high school and you married your high school sweetheart and the only people you hang out with are the people from high school mm-hmm. that's fine man but like there's a whole world of people out there and like when i'm the, on the hotline and there's people who are at the lowest of the low and thinking about you know committing or completing suicide um you know having them kind of think of like you know this can be temporary mm-hmm. you know like open yourself up one thing i really like telling people is um, absolute words. You know, are you familiar with this? So mm-hmm. words like can't, never, always, mm-hmm. forever. Okay. Like those type of words, in my opinion, close doors for yeah. people in their lives. Definitely. So like, you know, you haven't made that hit record yet. Doesn't mean you won't. Doesn't mean you won't. Mm-hmm. But the moment you say, man, I'm never going to make a good record. Guess what? Yeah, you're manifesting. You just manifest. You probably won't. So, like, right. exactly. Y- your language and especially how you speak to yourself internally. I have a 
something I put over the mirror, a tag over the mirror that's for my wife. And it says, talk to yourself nice. Talk mm-hmm. to yourself nice. <laughs> like, and she's like, this isn't even grammatically correct. And I was like, I know, I know. But it's important. It is very important. Definitely. To not beat yourself up. Yeah. To be kind. The way you want to talk to your best friend is the way you should be talking to yourself up here. And once you start practicing that, you'll see big changes in your life. It's it's easy to subconsciously think about everything you need to change and what you're lacking in. And I learned this through business. Like, I, I'm not going to give put them on blast, but it, you they were telling me you have to wake up and look in the mirror and tell yourself five things that you like about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that will help you be just have a better attitude and a better personality to the world and i me and my girl we we implement that every day just you have for us we have to tell ourselves just as a reminder because there's so much going on in the world we have a four-year-old son she's working from home and it's just so much like life keeps going on so just taking that 10 seconds out of the day and just say like you know what you do look good you know what you do 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 this and because if not i appreciate you for it's that. just yeah. kind of yeah. like your subconscious mind will just be like oh you didn't finish that file last night uh you didn't email this last night you didn't finish this last night but then just taking a step back and just be like yo chill out man because my mind the way it works it would just constantly run i feel that bro it's like having to get like just get control of your thoughts and and what's going on like what are those called like affirmations right when you're telling yourself good things for sure, it's super important. Like, wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, every morning, say, she, she. Mm-hmm. Who's that boy in the mirror right there? Look at him. It's a complimental rap battle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, like your, face. With, with yourself. But You're so handsome. Smile. No, I, I, I get that. Like, you can't be happy every day, all the time. No, for sure. Yeah. And you're going to get frustrated. But, like, that leads me more back to, like, stoicism I was talking about. Like, blaming the world or blaming other people or why this happened is somebody else's fault. You know, not taking ownership over your own actions, too. Like, if you mess up and you were supposed to do all these emails and you ended up playing Call of Duty for five hours, that's on you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is on you. 100%. But, like, do you need to beat yourself up and get into a depression and make no. it so you can't move or function? Well, that probably isn't the best way to get those emails <laughs> written. No, for sure. But, no, it's just kind of, I don't know. My life philosophy, I, I, I'm, I'm Catholic, so I, I, I go to St. John's Cathedral, and that's important to me. Um, very important. I got my Padre Pio right here. There we go. If you guys don't know who this guy is, he's incredible. He's a mystic. One of the, he had like bilocation, could be in multiple places at the same time, could read souls. So he was able okay. to read in the book of God. Mm-hmm. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. So I got, you know, my faith, my volunteering and just positive attitudes, you know, like instead of something like disabling you, what are you going to do? Definitely. Take a step back. Like you were saying this about like the scene or like making music. There's so many other people. Like the more times in your life you can just take a step back, not react out of anger or frustration. Just take a step back and be like, okay, what's the right move to do Definitely. here? I, I think that, that can work wonders in people's lives. Not taking things personal has helped me out so much. Yeah. Not overthinking and not passing judgment on others or on myself has helped me tremendously. Man. You're making it, man. I had you to, guys are, are still I've, young yeah. and you're figuring out some of the old... Old tricks. I think honestly, mm-hmm. becoming a, a father just helped me understand because I love my son to death, but he brought a whole different side of me that I was just like, I never met this person. Before, <laughs> yeah, in, internally, 
he tests me, but then he makes me feel the most love and compassion at the same time. Facts, bro. Being a dad it's just like, how do you, is 100% a life changer. Yeah. Um, and it's a blessing. I love, I love being a dad so much because um, it really does. It changes your mental all the way. It's like, it's so cliche to say, you know, because everyone like, oh, this, this and that. But it's it's true, really. Like, yeah. um, who I was before I had my son and who I am now is two totally different dudes. And um, definitely. It's just like, and it's just like something like, in a day, I'm a. It, it's a. It, it. It was a change in a day. Yeah. Boom, boom, just like that. I, uh, I, I did. Uh, have you ever heard of sensory deprivation tanks? <laughs> yeah, I've been in those before. Did you trip? I went yesterday. Um, I go <laughs> twice a year, so I, I make it a point where I get to a point in life where I'm just, I have too many ideas. I have too many things I want to do. I'm too. Str- I just my emotions are too heightened, so I, I like to go to these tanks and I just like to take an hour and I can either think and figure out my next plan or I can calm the chatter completely and just have an hour to myself. And it varies because I don't go in with the game plan. So when I went last time, it was me trying to figure out the next step, the next business move, the next this or that. And then when I went yesterday, there was no planning. It was just me telling myself, like, we're good, you know, like, where you're at in life, you need to just calm your anxiety and just appreciate and take everything in. And honestly, it was such a great experience. Honestly. No, that's good. Like um, meditation, like deep breathing exercises Huge. work for that too. Um, there's something mm-hmm. we use at the hotline too for people who are having anxiety. Like if you feel like you're having a panic attack, I can tell you guys what it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, you, yeah, yeah. you should send us the number so we can put it in the description. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do the number and the link to the Idaho Suicide Prevention Hotline. But... Um, it's called the five four three two one grounding method. So what it is, you start with five things that you can see around you. I do that too. That's crazy. You do that? Yeah, yeah. it's really good. So you'd be like that cactus, water bottle, a picture, your watch, your phone, a camera. And then like four things you can hear mm-hmm. around you. Three things or four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, one you can taste, and then one thing you like about yourself. And I've seen people who have been at a ten anxiety. Where like they can barely even talk. That's crazy. To go to like a four or three. Yeah, I learned that off of social media. It's crazy what you can see off of memes and stuff. Like, oh no, it works. And uh, my therapist told me something really smart. Um, anxiety a lot lives in the past and the future. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea mm-hmm. of that exercise, if you can be grounded where you are and focused on that, then the past traumas or future things you're worried about won't have as much control over you. Definitely. There's something that I heard is just like if you focus on the past that triggers depression, and if you focus on the future too much that triggers the anxiety. Just be present. Sure. Focus on today. But knowing your triggers is really important too. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. So instead of like getting at that like eight, nine, or ten with your anxiety, be like, whoa, my anxiety is at like a four or five right now. Now is a good time yeah. to, to do the five, four, three, two, one, or whatever works for you. Do a little reset. And come I do back. that at work because I have a nine to five in, in the warehouse. I, when I get to like it, it, it's kind of like telling vision in a way where i'm just hyper aware of everything Mm -hmm. so i do that where what i can see touch smell hear, and then it definitely does help from just 100 it's good man like i'm not the most physically healthy guy but like my mental health i try to work on that daily too and i think people don't think of it that way like especially in idaho the the whole um kind of style has been like boots up you know i'll yeah, I'll drag yeah. myself up. I don't need to tell anybody that I'm hurting because I've, that's for soft people. Yeah, I fucking hate that so much. It's bro. so annoying, man. Because like I work in the construction field, like that's what it is, bro. It's always like boom, boom. You're you're not man enough. You're not tough enough. This and like, bro, like, but that's not even the case because like 
ev- all everybody wants to be do is like everyone just wants to be treated correctly and right. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. just because like I left here and I don't want to be a part of that doesn't mean I'm not man enough. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like so you can't you can't look down on somebody because because of that like and I have like um my some journeymen I've worked for before have been like, Well, you're lucky I'm so nice to you. My journeyman used to punch me in the fucking face every day you know he used to he used to drown me in the toilet like no but like we don't have to do that you know like why do you That's, why do you yeah. want to continue that trend because really like you're killing the trade you no, no no apprentice wants to come and work for you when you're an asshole right yeah but they don't ha- they, they just like are so stuck in that mentality like and, and like it's frustrating to like to be a part of that because like i just want nothing to do with it do you know what a, a good a good indicator that is of people who have that type of mentality is they're projecting so that person's probably really hurt. Yeah, one hundred percent. So they're probably you know very. I don't know, have it uh, reliving trauma, having trauma, hurt people, hurt, hurt people. Man. Yes, oh that, for sure. That's why they act that way it's towards just a you. Mask. But I, I think we need to give people a break sometimes. Like, I like to think about how complicated our society really is. Like even fifty years ago, forty, you know, sixty years ago, like you could be on a farm, work your farm all day. You know, get go once a week to get groceries, have your kids, mm-hmm. you know, live that life. That was pretty standard for a lot of people in the United States. Mm-hmm. Right. Now it's you got to have a million appointments. You got to have all these things to do. You got to manage your bank. You got to manage your investments. Right. And like the amount of pressure in general that is on an average human being, like no joke. That's why people break. Yeah. And like it's understandable. And man. then to like, intertwine social media with the younger generation. Like right, right. that acceptance and feeling loved. That's based off I, of likes and comments it's social yeah. social mm-hmm. media i feel like is there's going to be a study on it in 10 years where th- there's like a spike in depression because of social media sure it'll be in the history books i honestly think so man well just the images that people are projected like what leads a good life like what does it mean to have a successful life yeah i imagine some people would say a million dollars in your bank account nice cars beautiful partner uh you know being set like that's right. it and like, man, there's some studies that say money does buy happiness to a certain amount. Once you pass like the 200,000 mark a year, you stop being happy. Once you are able to like not have to worry about gas and worry about, you know, X amount or X items like that's happiness. But then you can pass that threshold and it doesn't necessarily make you happy no more. Well, sure. And I think if you can eliminate distractions and things in your life that you don't need like if if you could live a simple life, like you're a guy who's just out on his own, self-sustained for $20,000 a year and you just have small responsibilities. I was in Honduras, right? So like my sister, she worked at an orphanage in Honduras for six years. She was responsible for six teenage girls. She was their legal guardian. And Honduras was like the murder capital of the world at that time. Wow. And so I went down there to like a little village to visit and there's kids running around no shoes, playing soccer, you know, staying at this ranch who are orphans who don't know their parents. Mm-hmm. And they were 10 times happier than I see most children in the United States. So I personally think happiness isn't really a feeling. It's a byproduct of joy. So how much joy you have in your life, how full your heart is, that's where the happiness mm-hmm. comes from. You're chasing a byproduct of a feeling. If you yes. can find joy, meaning in your life of purpose, everybody wants to have a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can find that, then happiness is the byproduct. People are chasing something that doesn't really exist. You have to create it 
definitely. So we are going to be wrapping it up on that note, but I definitely would like to have you back in on another episode. Did we go out here spin facts, bro? Our camera battery unfortunately died. No, we we covered a lot of good stuff, but I appreciate you guys having me. Um, Yeah, uh, Crush Corner, Radio Boise. 10 p.m. Sundays. I'd love to hear as much music as possible from go. artists. Um, we're doing our fundraiser starting uh, this Wednesday, which is what? Is that the 14th, 15th? I think it's the 14th. 14th, and that's going for two weeks. So Let's I'd love go. to see some people show up to support the Idaho hip-hop music, uh, mm-hmm. Idaho Suicide Prevention. If you or know somebody in crisis, um, I would recommend calling them. You don't have to be suicidal. But if you just need to get some stuff off your chest before you harm yourself or others, mm-hmm. I highly recommend calling them. Definitely. Like I said, we'll have all the links to, to the, the pledge and to the suicide prevention and to your show. And I, I really appreciate you, like I said, just using your platform to try to shed light on not even just music. Like it's suicide prevention and all these things that are kind of hard to talk about. But I like that you're... That's your, that's your, that's your narrative. That's how people are going to talk about you is this is what you have done to the community. And I think that's amazing. No, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I like being able to meet people like you guys. I mean, I would have never met you guys if I wouldn't have this radio show. Exactly. That's more valuable than money could have been. And, um, just sharing good vibes with people, man. Like, yes, sir. Life's too short to be have hate in your heart. So just let it go Definitely. and enjoy some good music. Man. Yeah, let's go, baby. DJ Winkle, this is episode 26, Surface Wave Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at K-R-A-Y-001. You can follow me at Lalo.Cervantes underscore. And we got our producer, Nate. You can follow him on Instagram at Punk. All right, we appreciate y'all. Appreciate everyone who's made it this far. We'll see you guys next Monday. Peace.